Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Julia's Trucking Cafe. Today, we'd like to uh, welcome Brian. Hey, Brian, I see that you got your cup of coffee. Are you ready to sit down and have a little chat today in the Trucker Cafe? Good morning, Julia. Sure, why not? So, I understand that you were in the military. Can you tell us a little bit about your military background? Sure. Um, back in 1992, I joined the Marine Corps. Uh, when I was in the Marine Corps, I learned how to be a generator mechanic, diesel generator mechanic, learning all the possible diesel engines, and I did that for about 15 years. Uh, in the time, I learned how to work on all types of diesel engines, including all the types of diesel engines that were in trucks. Also, at the same time, I learned how to pretty much drive anything that has four wheels, 10 wheels, eight wheels, and track. Well, that sounds pretty uh, cool. Then, huh. So, after I got out of the Marine Corps, I went into the Army for another seven years, did the same thing as I did in the Marine Corps, just in the Army, uniform is the only difference was. Um, in the time, that time frame, I was sent over to Iraq twice, and they taught me how to drive even more equipment over there. Uh, probably the first time I got to see the brand new international 18 wheelers were over there and that are on the roads now. They were over there back in the early 2000s and they were testing them out over there. So, okay. And to let everybody know how you and I met is that we have a mutual friend that will remain nameless and then found out that you also drove a truck and then you and I started chatting over the years and we've known each other, what, about two, three years now? Uh, about two, two and a half years now, I'd say. Yeah. So um, after your military and you came back to the States and um, you got out of the military, what made you get into uh, trucking and why did you prefer over the road versus local? Well, I originally when I got out of the military, I was trying to become a diesel mechanic. And the problem with becoming a diesel mechanic is I didn't have tech school that these young kids coming out of school nowadays have, so they didn't want me to pay me what they were paying them. So I started looking around for different, different career fields, and I talked to a few veteran friends that I know and some 
friends that are just in the trucking industry, and they told me, well, you know, try out being a truck driver. It's, for the most part, same type of lifestyle as the military. You just got to do your job, and most companies, the people we deal with, let you do your job, and you just keep on moving, and make pretty good money at it. So I figured I'd give it a try, and that was three years ago, and here it is three years later. I am still on the road driving a truck. So while you're out on the road driving, what are some of the bad habits you see cars do as well as other semi-truck drivers do? Well, one of the biggest thing I see the four-wheel cars doing that really is real dangerous is I'll see a car go from the left lane cut off into the exit, the exit in the right lane. Right. I see that happen all the time and that right there, you're cutting off three, four lanes of traffic can always, will always cause an accident. Um, but as far as truck drivers, some of the things truck drivers do is they won't leave enough stopping distance during bad weather. When it's right. raining out, snowing out, um, you need to give a little bit more room. More following distance? These, more following distance. These trucks don't stop on a dime. All these drivers out there should know. Also, also, I see four-wheelers that will, the drivers that do leave some room, they will, uh, a car will drop, will jump right in that spot, making it, the distance cut down for that truck driver if he has to hit his brake. So that that right there is very dangerous in all aspects. That's why we have a lot of pile-ups, a lot of a lot of people that have that we got have a lot of accidents out here on the road nowadays. Right. Now, I remember from driving school, and there again, I, like on the last episode, I mentioned it was 30 years ago, and also we're having to learn the Smith system with defensive driving, uh, and we had to have a minimum following distance of at least 6 to 15 seconds. Well, that's two or three or four car lengths, and when you're in Philadelphia traffic like I was this morning, they like to cram in and take that space uh, but we're taught by the instructors well back off some more back off some more pretty soon you're doing 10 mile an hour because everybody's piling up in front of you and then you're creating a hazard you're creating a traffic jam because you're in rush hour traffic and everybody's wanting to exit or plow, plow in front of you and to me it's like they can't see this 13 foot 6 inch tall rig with the headlights on behind them and I just, I don't understand it. It's like, 
Um, hello, I'm right here. Uh, what would you change? What would... Go ahead. One thing I would change would be that people need to be more courteous, plain and simple. It's you're out there with if you're a driving a truck, you got an eighty thousand pound pounds there. You can crush a car in a heartbeat. You're right. Be a yes, little, you can. Be a little, be a little courteous. It's not that hard to be a little bit courteous. If you're in a, a four-wheeler, think before you react. These trucks can't stop on a dime. They stop. It takes a lot longer distance to stop for them than it takes for you to stop. And I get the uh, the question too from a lot of people with um, friends and relatives of mine that they they don't know much about trucking. How come one truck can go seventy eighty miles an hour and another truck can only do maybe sixty sixty five and they get out of the left lane in front of me and all I want to do is is pass them and get around them because they're so slow. And I explained to them that we are governed. We have a speed limiter on the truck. That would be, some of the companies, it depends upon the company, can only do 62, some do 65, mine does 68. And when you step out into that left lane and you're another truck driver, don't come riding up my tail and gonna push me like you're going to push me out of the way. Give me some room to do my maneuver and don't cut me off when you're done passing me to get back over to right lane. Don't take my hood off. Don't take my mirrors off. Give me some room. Give me a half a truck length before you cut back over in front of me. If I give you the headlights, you know, flash your four ways. You don't have to flash your clearance lights. Flash your four ways a couple of times telling me thank you. Nobody knows, like you're right, nobody has any common courtesy out here anymore. And that's that's pretty sad. Um, now, where do you normally run to? I normally run uh, in the east, on the east coast. From we company I work for is based out of uh, St. Louis, Missouri, and we basically run all over the country. But we go from St. Louis to wherever, back to St. Louis, out to wherever. And I am considered over the road OCR. I travel all the United States. Okay. This week I yeah. am on the East. This week I'm on the East Coast. Uh, two weeks ago I was on the West Coast. So it just depends on what they have afraid at. Okay. And when you're out on the West Coast, do you ever find yourself that you have to chain? You have to chain up? My company does not want us to chain up. If we have to chain up, we are to chain up just to get through the section that is required to be chained up, then we are to pull off to a truck stop or something. Uh, we are not, they don't want us chained up. They okay. prefer us, they, they would rather have the freight late than their truck 
their driver to be on the side of the road flipped over or the driver's dead, they would rather have that truckload of freight wait and, okay, we'll pay a fine for it being late, but we still have our truck, we still have our trailer, we still have our driver. Okay. And what are some of your favorite trucking apps for your phone or your laptop or your, if you have a, a tablet or anything? What are some of your favorites? My absolute favorite one is called Trucker's Path. What that is, it actually has all the truck stops, rest areas, weight stations, uh, cap scales. Um, traffic, too. Tra- yes, traffic. Uh, they have pretty much everything hotels, everything you need for trucking. They even... The bad thing about it is it does show you how full the parking lot at the truck stop or rest area is. However, the bad part about it is it's left up to individuals to put whether it's full, partway, empty. And that is, with that, you get false. Sometimes you get false reading, false telling you the lot is full when it really isn't or it's empty when it's really full so you right that part of it you got to really be careful about but as far as the rest of it i absolutely love it uh, now the stations and the way stations I find too is that you get some false readings, but there's a way to go back into the history, back two, three, four hours, the begin, even back all the way to the beginning of the day, and see if the scale was opening, closing, um, or was it, you know, open just for breakfast and then they shut down at lunch, or something like that. Correct. Correct. <laughs> it does have history in there. Yeah. Another. Another app I do like, and it's uh, actually three different apps. It's the Pilot, Love, and our uh, TA Petro app, because that okay. is a good way to keep track keep track of your points at each of them. Okay. You can you can go in there. It will tell you how many showers you have earned with them. How many free drink refills? How many points you have in the uh, love app? It tells you what level you're at, and it there's good to keep track of your reward points with the fueling your fuel stop. Right, and now loves will go ahead, and you can build up your classification from basic to platinum to diamond to, I believe there's another one. And 
Um, then TA, you're just a platinum. That took quite a while. Loves after your platinum status, you get unlimited showers or diamond status. You get unlimited showers. You get unlimited drink refills. And you just swipe it like after you do your fuel card, and that's how you add up your points. And there's a lot of times when I had a low paycheck and I ended up eating off the points, whether it be Pilot, Fly, and Jay or Loves, because they're, again, you know, working for a company and it's bad weather and you only get one trip in, you're only going to get a couple hundred bucks for a paycheck. You know, the, the trucking industry ebbs and flows with the weather, with loads, miles, this kind of thing. Yes. So do, do you, I'm going to throw a, a question out there that you may not be prepared for. Do you think there's a trucking shortage? I really don't think there is. Uh, I think there is a shortage of qualified drivers because okay. the reason I think that is there's a bunch of companies constantly saying they don't have enough drivers to cover loads, but all of a sudden they you always hear there's oh I can't find a drive I can't find a job as a truck driver well if you can't find a job as a truck driver then you must not be a qualified truck driver because I would I would think I'm sorry I would think that maybe they had too many accidents. Maybe they had too many speeding tickets. Maybe they were job hopping too much to make them an unqualified driver. There's extended, sometimes there's extenuating circumstances. Taking too much time off, companies don't like that either. You know, there's, I see in one of the groups that I'm involved with on Facebook that they want a newbie coming out of tech, uh, coming out of driving school. She wants good pay. She wants to be home every two weeks. She wants lots of miles and because she has a child at home. Um, I really don't know if truck driving is for her, if you have a, a little one at home. I know my son is grown and gone is the only reason why I got back out here. It's a real tough life on a family and a relationship. Yes, it is. It, it really is. Uh, luckily... My kids are all old enough that it's, I can be on the road. They, all my family understands it. Uh, I have a girlfriend that she understands that I'm on the road and that is part of my job and I will be on the road, but this is my livelihood. Right, correct. Now, I'm going to mix up the, quest, these, the rest of these questions a little bit because I want to go on to, um, as far as our veteran question, have you met a lot of um, retired or maybe just got out of the military veterans out on the road while you've been driving? Actually, I have met a lot of veterans and a lot of retired veterans. So, and why do you think they got into trucking after they left the military? Uh, some, most of them, the reason they did is it was a, 
it was easy for them to get into trucking because they didn't have to really do much work or really have to do much of a, of a job or not a job, but much of a um, much training to get okay. them to get the job. Okay. They, I'm wondering they if maybe because much, it's a size. I'm sorry. It, it's pretty much a seamless transition for that, for most veterans, because we've done a lot of the stuff before, so we can do it without even having to do much training. Okay. There ain't, and I'm, there ain't I'm wondering... I'm sorry. I'm wondering if maybe it's because, especially being deployed, and they, some of them could be so used to just being a loner. I, I know I'm a loner, and I've never been in the military, and you really have to like to drive in order to do this job. So I'm wondering if maybe that isn't some of the reasons. That is part of some of the reasons, and it's it helps them out a lot. I mean, it, it helps out a lot uh, being a loner. But it also, they got you got to be expect to have to deal with the general public, which most of the military does a lot, actually. Okay. Now, a have you read that you realize. Have you read that U.S. Express article that was written about the company out of Chattanooga uh, back in October of 2017? Yes, I have, actually. Okay, and what are your thoughts on that article? Well, the first thing I first thought on it is uh, they said 450 to 500 miles per day. I do that, I do more than that in a day, always. Okay. Okay. What's your uh, average in a day as far as miles? My average in a day is approximately 600 miles a day. And, and I mine is too. My, my truck is governed at 65 miles an hour. Okay. So... So I can I can get at least six hundred miles a day without right. any trouble. So that's that right there, that part of that article was I think it was fabricated or they don't know what they're talking about. Or they got misinformation, maybe? Maybe misinformation. Uh, as far as a few other things I really was wondering about was they have a 100% turnover rate, which if they are having a 100% turnover rate, 
that is not good. I agree. 100%, 100% means that they have to have brand new drivers every year. And, and that, art, never, it, that article go, does go on to say that they have to hire 7,000 drivers a year. They got 7,000 trucks. They have to hire 7,000 drivers a year. Which is not a real good thing. No, it's not. What are they doing um, wrong is my my question. What are they doing wrong? Why can't they have a better retention rate? Well, and, you know, I... I would send their an ad for them to their hiring ad. And okay. their hiring ad if they really are doing what they are saying they're doing, they say a ten thousand dollar bonus they give just to move to Indiana. And, and they're not even out of Indiana. Their, their corporate office is out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and so, why are we giving a five thousand dollar uh, sign-on bonus to move to Indiana when the headquarters is based out of Chatt- Chattanooga, Tennessee? I don't understand yeah. it. Yeah, I don't need That's why I have to chuckle. I think it's kind of, I think it's funny. I don't need So, uh, moving on, have you found in your exploit out here on the road, have you found any good restaurants that you would like to share, or you're just going to keep all the good ones to yourself? Uh, There, actually, I found a few. Uh. They're really hard to find good restaurants where you can get a truck to. Uh, one okay. of them. Okay. Go ahead. I mean, one of them is uh, there's a real good barbecue restaurant on Interstate I 70 in Illinois. I can't remember which town it is. But it's at exit 119, and it is a good restaurant, a good barbecue, mom and pop barbecue restaurant, and it's right next door to the Love Travel uh, Travel Stop. Oh, truck stop. Okay, so that's exit I-70, exit 119. There's a good, good barbecue place next door to the Loves. Yes. In Illinois. Okay. I know of a good barbecue place in I know of a good barbecue place in Tennessee that's on forty at exit eighty seven and it happens to be called Exit eighty seven barbecue. It's right across the street from the Loves, how coincidental. Oh uh, yeah. Um there is also a I don't know if it's a I would call it a taco trailer, is what I would call it. Okay. And it is on I-80, right, right across from the pilot, from a pilot. I can't remember 
exactly what engine it is, but I know it's around the 167, I believe it is, the pilot in that area, and it okay. It has some good Mex- it has some good Mexican Mexican food, burritos, tacos, uh, and they're very big for their price. So you get your money's worth. So, oh yes, you definitely get your money's worth. I think. Let me see. I got a burrito and a taco. Last time I was there, and turns out I had to. I could only eat the burrito, or yeah, the burrito, and I had to uh, give the taco, or basically I saved the taco for the next day because it was so big. Cool. Now, there also is a TA on 80 in Illinois by the town of Morris, Illinois, that has a restaurant in it called Our Place. And it's not a country pride restaurant. It's It's a separate entity. And they have the best... Um, desserts, and they have a whole bakery, glass case bakery section. Um, not so much a buffet, but and they have the best chicken pot pie. It's about as big as a soup bowl, a good size soup bowl, and or a good size salad bowl. And it is really, really, really good. But that's on I eighty. Uh, at the TA in Morris, Illinois. I also know of one down in Hammond, Louisiana. If you go down that way and want some good old Cajun Creole cooking. And it's at Hammond, like I said, Hammond, Louisiana, exit 40 on Interstate 12, at the exit driveway of the Petro. And it's capital K hyphen Jen's spoof on Cajun's restaurant. And they have poor boys. They have uh, seafood buffets. They have gumbo, oysters, boiled seafood. So it is boiled shrimp, boiled crawfish in season. They'll be selling it by the sack. So a couple of little plugs for our favorite restaurants. Uh, You can always um, leave a comment if you want your restaurant added into our little directory that I, it can always be updated of good restaurants to eat out here. And I so do you have any I, trucking wars? Oh, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. My bad. <laughs> I I do have. Uh, I am. I like trying new places also out there out here. Right. Because you never know what you're going. What the place is, and it may seem like the biggest stump and turn out to be one of the best places to eat. So, oh, the best places the are the, the hideaway ones. That They're way out of the way. Yep. You never know what you're going to get. So do you have any trucking war stories that you would like to share? And we're not uh, going to talk about the one that happened to me recently. <laughs> Actually, I have, 
there's a couple times that I went. Matter of fact, I was out in Portland, Oregon, or yeah, Portland, Oregon, and I was trying. I hit the blind side back into a dock, which is any driver knows that is the worst way to back into a dock as you can get. I didn't have a choice on the matter. And when I when I backed in, I took off my, took off my uh, driver's side trailer door. So... Uh-oh. That was not fun. But luckily the company, they understood, and they didn't have any problem with it. So I was good to, I was good on that, and they didn't hit me too hard. So, but it wasn't the first so, time it happened to anyone. It was a normal thing at that location. Yeah, it was real tight back, blindside back, correct, from what you told me? Yes, it was a... It was a tight blindside back that it's uh, a newbie driver, a rookie driver, should never try to back that, to even do that back up. They Maneuver, yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. So I, I have one. That's that's fine. I have one, um, a story that happened to me. Even even being out here thirty years like I was, the one and only time that I ever really um, hurt anything was that um, I went ahead and came up an exit ramp off of. off of exit 163 on 40 and you could go ahead and when you get off the road comes around to the right but you have to turn to the left you have to creep out to see if they're going to um if any traffic is coming from the right, then by the time you creep out and spin it to the left, I hooked the guardrail and I took half the guardrail off and along with the front corner of the truck. Because, like I said, you're, it's a two lane road, you're creeping out, creeping out, looking to your right. By the time you spin the truck to the left, there's the guardrail staring you in the face. Yep. So that, yep. Wasn't, that wasn't a real good feeling either. I mean, it didn't feel good. I've I've learned to accept my mistakes, and everybody out here, we're going to make mistakes, and it's just how big big of a mistake you make. So that's all. It, well, and it I I read there. I read in that group. I read in that group as well where the newbies from school, they're only out here a week and they have a bad week and they right away don't want to quit trucking. 
And we have a, a couple other um, members of the group kind of pounce on them a little bit, I would say, you know, kind of give them a reply going, what, you're going to quit your job just because you have a bad week? Well, it gets overwhelming out here. You have all the stuff you have to remember, and it, it really gets overwhelming. So you just you have to breathe. You have to just say, hey, it's a bad day or it's a bad week. Next week will be better. And just learn from your mistakes. And if you really want to do this job, you got to keep rolling at it, I find. And at the same time, I turn around and um, it just, you have to almost be like a mailman out here. Uh, the load has to get there. It doesn't have to get there if it's going to um, jeopardize your safety. But it does have to get there, like the like the post office. Come rain or shine, sleet or hail, you have to make up your mind that you're going to truck, and you have to get there. There again, not that it's going to jeopardize your safety, of course. Um, at the same time, you can also, you know, park if it's too bad. The snow gets too bad. I, there's a lot of ice on the road and everything. Um, I don't understand a lot of these people that, well, I can't drive at night. Driving a truck is a 24-hour job. You've got to drive just like swing shift. You never know if you're going to be driving at night, during the day, early mornings. It could be any time. It depends upon when the load gets there. I've been up since 9 o'clock last night. I had my first stop, 7 o'clock this morning. I made it. Had a second stop at 10. I'm out of hours. I'm done for the day until 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. But I had to drive it all night to get over here to make my deliveries on time. you got to do what you have to do out here. You can't, oh, it's dark out. i got to pull it over. You don't, you can't do that. The load's got to get there. Uh, like today. I have been up since 4 o'clock this morning trying. I went through Boston, and I was late because of traffic and a few other things. And it's you just have to learn. Sometimes you, you're you up all, all night, or you're up, and you just got to realize that you're going drive when you have to drive. You can't drive when you want to all the time. Exactly. Exactly right. You know. So in closing, we've pretty much covered all of our topics. Do you have anything else that you would like to add? Yeah, I would. Uh, especially for you new drivers, the rookie drivers, uh, the people that are just getting into the industry. Uh, there's a couple ways to save money out here for you. One way, if you use tobacco, not saying you should, not saying you shouldn't, but some people out here on the road, they do smoke, they do dip, whatever. Uh, if you go through Missouri, get your tobacco in Missouri. It's cheaper than anywhere else in the country. Um, okay, what, what about rolling your own? 
Well, even rolling your own, it's still cheaper to get all the supplies in Missouri than it is to buy it in any other state in the United States. That's if you get through Missouri. That's try to stock up when you go through Missouri, and that will make it a little cheaper on you out on the road. Another thing is we all have trash and get trash in our truck. And there's no way around that. Some people will go out and buy trash bags and spend all this money on trash bags. Instead of doing that, every truck stop you go to and you buy something, you get a plastic bag. They ask you, do you want a plastic bag? Those make great trash bags. Walmart bags. Walmart bags, uh, the truck stop bags, they make great trash bags. And they don't, and they most of them will fit, once you fill them, they'll fit inside the trash cans at all the truck stops. Right. So, and that's just a couple of things that can save you money. Another thing is learning about cooking in your truck. I do remember that you are going to have an episode about cooking in the truck. But give it from a guy's, uh, that's right, I I will will, uh, in the future, but give it from a guy's point of view. What's some of your favorite recipes as a guy, and and what are some of your appliances that you have with you in your truck? Some of the things I have, I have a electric skillet, a microwave, I have a um, pot for boiling, and uh, a thing for making hot water. It helps me out. Anything I want to make, I can make with what I got in my truck. And if I want a steak, I can fry a steak up. If I want noodles, I can boil noodles. If I want whatever vegetables I want, I can microwave. It depends on the week on what I have. Uh, but I can make pretty much anything in my truck that can be made in the house on a stove. So now the next time that you're going to have Tracy running with you, you're going to make her a seven-course meal, right? I already have. Every time that she's with me, I make a seven-course meal. (laughs) You know I had to jab you about that. Now, uh, speaking from a woman's point of view, Speaking from a woman's point of view, I have that little electric hot plate almost that looks like the old electric coily uh, you would have on an electric stove. I find that's better to take in a truck with you than the old Burton butane stove that they sell at the TAs because a friend of mine is going, you can't carry butane in your truck. That's flammable. Well, you don't keep it in your truck or it shut off in the summertime. You got to take it out of your truck because it is known to go poof, meaning explode. 
So and when you I, have your truck I, shut off, you need to take that kind of stuff out of your truck. And, and I, I personally don't think it should be in the truck. You should. They should put them in the truck. Period. Is my opinion because of just that reason. They can explode. It's better to find something that does not is not flammable, in my opinion. That way yeah, you don't have if you forget. If you forget about it, the worst thing that could happen is it melt if it's any bit of plastic. The plastic melts, you gotta buy a new one. You don't have to worry about any explosions. Right. Right. Or sewing your eye, or or singeing your eyebrows off, or anything like that, and and then you have to go to your boss, going, um, okay, Julia, what happened to my truck? It melted. I'm like, uh, oops. Exactly. You know, well, that's gonna come. That's gonna be a long time coming out of your paycheck. Yes, it will. <laughs> So, any other tips for the newbies? Uh, be courteous and don't don't expect to be a millionaire overnight. Good, good point. Good point. You're not gonna, your first two year to two years. You're not going to make a lot of money in this industry, but. The money is good in this industry. Once you get past your past the first couple of years, well, you have to have experience, and with the, your experience, is your pay rate goes up just like any other job. You have to start somewhere. So right, I. I appreciate you, Brian. I appreciate you taking the time today to join us and give us your perspective on driving and cooking and being a military. I want to thank you for your service as a former Marine and the veterans out here. Hoorah. I may not be saying it right. But um, so until next week when we go ahead and I want everybody to stay safe and keep the shiny side up, and we will see you next week.
The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Gotta get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.